Module 5, Branch 2 is called Releasing the Riot of Resentment. And it's about centering on your truths that are uniquely yours. Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one makes you feel anything without your permission. So this is a journey of coming to your baseline of saying, what if I accepted as truths that were in fact coming from outside, but they don't belong to me. I don't wear them. They don't, they're not mine because they don't suit me. It's somebody else's impression. Can you think of an example of something that you've taken as being a truth for you, which actually has no resonance with you? Write it down if you come up with it and work with it to work through this process and see how you can release it. Real learning involves unlearning. Unlearning all the patterns, all the noises, all the teachers, all the figures that we respected of things people said about us to create a title for us, to give us a character to hold on to. They don't have to be yours. And if they were once, you can release them and let them go now. Why do you need to hold them still? Is there a good reason to hold on to them still? Or would you prefer to let them go? Would you prefer to be dancing the lambada on a, on a, on a beachside? Or sitting locked up in your bedroom with the windows closed and locked? It's your choice. You can do whichever one you decide, but know what is best for you and for those you love and for those who love you. Excessive praise from the outside world or its opposite, the blame, are both not useful to decipher who we are. If you remember Khalil Gibran's poem, we can let go of all that. We can let go of any praise, let go of any blame, and just be constant with ourselves knowing that the only person whose approval we need is our own, so long as we are living to our highest and best standards. And whatever anyone else thinks is about them, not about us. So you are creating, in fact, whatever you decide. What a freedom, what a beauty. Do you still want to hold on to the riot of resentment? We must be cautious of the words betrayal or boredom. Both can betray us ourselves. If we choose we're bored, then we're boring because we're not creating a life for ourselves. If we feel betrayed, have we betrayed someone in order to feel betrayed? Or are we saying betrayal is ours from them, but not identifying that we may have betrayed them first by being cruel or unkind or ungenerous or unloving? What does the word acceptance mean to you? Do you feel you were never accepted? Or do you feel you never accepted someone in your life? What does the word approval mean to you? Do you actually disapprove of people and show them with your expressions on your face and you're mirroring something that was a disapproving look you had from your family? You need to be conscientious of every step of this journey to know what you're creating. And it's in micro-expressions. Our micro-expressions speak just as our energy speaks. So we have to align from our physical behavior to our micro-expressions, to our energy within. And all that stems from the baseline of you and all the images, experiences you're holding, if you're holding them still. 
you need to let them go or identify them and reframe them to what you wish them to be. So what is retrospect meaning to you today? And what have you seen as changes or messages that you're identifying from the material that we've gone through so far? What does tolerance mean? Can we up our game of tolerance to open ourselves and be a little more understanding, empathetic, and joyful in receiving that we could not receive before because our eye was too geared towards ourselves rather than outward looking to see how other people are feeling. Are you able to turn your eye around now and see how it is from life behind the other person's eye, whoever that person may be, a parent, a spouse, a child, your parent, your partner, it can be anybody. We all have the ability to look at life, not from behind our eyes anymore, but from behind the other person's eye, to reframe things carefully, diligently, responsibly, with dignity. We can do that. We have a responsibility to do that. It's not always me, 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 me. It has to be that you turn your eye away from you now and look at the other and see how are they feeling. What have I created in their journey? Have I brought blessings to them? Or have I been a misery? When did you feel belittled? When did you feel self-absorbed? When did you feel as though you weren't good enough? Do you feel fearful to confront someone? Are you scared of their reply? Can you change your tonality to be welcoming and kind and passive? Actually not passive, but assertive. And change their response as a result. Our communication will gauge the response we get. If our ego is hurt or shattered, we will be scared to say something because we're scared to be hurt again. But if you change your reply, you change the way you say something, and you even humor yourself, you say, well, I was foolish and I'm so sorry. You can be humble. You don't have to stay proud. You can be humble and say, you know what? I was an idiot. I'm so sorry. I made a mistake. Please forgive me. Allow me to make it up to you. I can do better now. I can be a nicer person. I can change. I can learn. I can heal. I am healing. I am healed. All of these things are possible. Were you wanting to rule just to not be open to be attacked? A lot of time we're on the defensive because we don't want to open our hearts to be hurt. So we play the cool or we play the pushing back so that we don't get hurt. And actually that's pure vulnerability, which is disguised in fear, disguised in detachment, disguised in coldness, because we're scared. Can you admit that you were scared to feel hurt? Can you admit that you were scared to have your heart touched, tickled, cajoled, and it created more fear in you rather than joy? A lot of us find it hard to feel happy. A lot of us have a fear of happiness. Because once we achieve that happiness, we're scared of losing it. But if we don't give it a chance, do we prefer to stay in misery, feeling unloved? Why? It's better to take the risk and feel rewarded as a result. It's a beautiful life we have, and we complicate it so much, so unnecessarily, all because 
We don't want to peel off the layers and to lay ourselves bare. The best gift you can give to yourself is to allow yourself to be vulnerable, to be bare, to be open, to allow your heart to be open, to feel anything you need to feel and experience it. And as a result, grow, develop your person, celebrate your person. The key to authenticity is to be able to look in front of the mirror, admit your truths to yourself, and then celebrate yourself openly. It starts you with you. Then one can move on to the other person that we want to heal with. But first, go in front of the mirror. Look at yourself carefully. Celebrate yourself. Be kind to yourself. Forgive yourself. And be willing to now turn the chapter, change the page, and move forward to a life that you're creating of joy, happiness, abundance. No more poverty mentality. Now it's all about generosity and abundance. You release the pain, you let it go, and you vow to yourself that you will not make the same mistakes going forward, and you will allow your children and your future partner, future children, to grow into being the most beautiful human beings they can be, and they will celebrate you and you will celebrate them. And together, all is possible.